Touchdown, Kansas City! This is the Chiefs postgame show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. The Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. If you want Chiefs, follow the leader. Sports Radio 810 WHB. All right, so the Chiefs wrap up preseason football, 27-20. to 20, They lose to the Green Bay Packers, and uh, it is, I don't know, can we call it officially the regular season now? We know the next couple of days we'll be officially figuring out who's going to be on the squad when we get ready next week to uh, face off against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and uh, we're going to watch it and preview it all week long, and uh, we'll spend the next couple of days trying to figure out this 53-man roster, maybe a step closer tonight to figuring out guys that are going to be on the end of uh, the roster. Uh, Cut down day, Saturday at 3 o'clock. Saturday at 3 o'clock, teams have to be down to the 53-man roster. And so uh, a lot of movement over the next couple of days. Some of the things that they highlighted and pointed out during the broadcast was how much Brett Veach and how much the uh, front office is going to be working and looking at all these other teams and other players that uh, might ultimately get cut or waived or teams that might be interested in something you have while you're interested in an asset they may have swap that out instead of going uh, to waivers and trying to pick those things up so that'll be the next couple of days um, uh, after uh, now that the preseason is uh, is over so 913-3810-810 we'll take your phone calls 913-3810-810 if you want to weigh in on uh, the game tonight Uh, what you saw if you stayed up for it the entire thing god bless you if you did uh, but uh, th- maybe the best part of the game is that it didn't go to overtime. It's twenty to twenty at one point. And you're like, hey, somebody get a score here. I don't. I, it doesn't matter who. You know, regular season you'd w- want to win, but preseason you want to go home after the fourth quarter. So, uh, and certainly, I don't think Chiefs uh, coaches wanted any extra football to, to you know for guys to be out there, any injuries or anything like that. You'd hate to see somebody get injured in the fourth quarter uh, if uh, there might have been an opportunity on another team, even if if it wasn't an opportunity on the Chiefs. I want to go through a number of uh, observations that I had, and then we'll bring in your thoughts and phone calls, 913-3810-810. You could uh, also text in at 913-912-4810. First observation, preseason's over, uh, and now moving on uh, after that. Uh, Second observation, I think most uh, people saw that uh, Carlos Hyde got the bulk majority of the carries uh, in the first half. Marcus Marshall took over. Had some carries in the first half, and then ultimately was the only ball carrier in the second half. Uh, right out of the gates, you knew that uh, that Damian Williams, Darwin Thompson, and Darrell Williams were ahead of Carlos Hyde. We found that out as the game started, that those three guys had moved ahead of Hyde on the depth chart. That is not a surprise to me. It's one of the things, uh, and not a surprise to really, I don't think anybody that's been watching over the previous four weeks or three and a half weeks, This has been something we've seen developing. Damian Williams didn't play week one. Carlos Hyde got the start. He went from being the main guy behind Damian Williams to being a guy that we don't know is even going to make the roster. Uh, uh, Darrell Williams did not get a carry tonight, did not play. Thompson didn't play. Damian Williams didn't play. So Carlos Hyde out there, that was one of the first observations we saw, um, and most everybody took away from that, is how he is uh, down the depth chart. Uh, the other one on the offensive side was, to me, watching 
Byron Pringle, watching Cody Thompson, seeing what uh, what they would look like, seeing what the playing time would be. Would both of them play the bulk of the game? Would only one of them play the bulk of the game? Would you know playing time and things like that? I was uh, watching and wanting to see. Cody Thompson looked like he got a lot more snaps than Byron Pringle did tonight. Now, maybe that doesn't mean anything. Uh, maybe they just wanted to see Cody Thompson out there in that particular spot, playing that position, um, and uh, get a longer look at him. Byron Pringle played at the beginning of the game, but didn't play after that. So if we're drawing conclusions or uh, trying to glean anything from what we saw in the game as far as it relates to guys who may or may not make the squad – Kind of feels like Byron Pringle's ahead of Cody Thompson based on how they played. If we say the same conclusion with Carlos Hyde playing and Williams and Williams and Thompson not playing, um, Byron Pringle's minimal uh, uh, snaps that he took tonight while Cody Thompson was still playing in the second half, playing in the fourth quarter as well, uh, I think that was certainly an interesting part and something to take away as we've been watching this. Maybe they mo- uh, both make the squad. Uh, D'Anthony Thomas played. Uh, we feel like he's going to be on the uh, the squad, so that would be – what uh, five receivers right there, and then we talk about Pringle or Cody Thompson could be six or seven if they keep both of those guys. I think Nate Taylor over at the Athletic, uh, his um, prediction for the final fifty-three, what a couple days ago had Tremont Smith on there, had Cody Thompson and Byron Pringle both on the uh, on the fifty-three man as well. So uh, some observations from that standpoint. Clearly, Shermer is the guy that is going to be the third quarterback on this team. Um, bringing in Matt Moore, but Shermer played, and uh, Andy Reid likes him a lot. And um, and so the majority of the snaps in the first half, I think we all came to that conclusion. As far as the defense, a couple of points, and then we'll get texts and phone calls in. The cornerbacks. At first, when Mark Field started, I thought, okay, well, he's going to have the inside track. Is he the fourth guy? You know, because Mo Claiborne started, but Mo Claiborne's out the first four weeks of the season. So does that mean Fields would be the first cornerback to step up after what would be Breland and uh, Charvarius Ward at Kendall Fuller on the inside? But after those three, is it Fields? And then when Claiborne becomes eligible, maybe Claiborne then slides into that spot. But Fields was just so bad tonight. I mean, it was a night to forget. I think if you're Mark Fields, you're just hoping that nobody actually recorded that game, that no other team can can maybe see that game. I mean, from the pass interference to the uh, face mask to the uh, lined-up offsides to the getting hurdled, um, any way you sliced it, Mark Fields had a bad half, to Todd McShay's Mike being left on at halftime and him saying, I talked to Andy Reid. He was animated, shockingly, surprisingly animated. Let's just say 26 doesn't have a spot on the roster based on Andy Reid at halftime. Now, that may have been knee-jerk. That may have been frustration by Andy Reid because Fields really struggled in the game tonight. Fenton played. And so when this game first started and I saw Fields out there, I thought, okay, he's going to have the advantage then you see him play then you hear Todd McShay's hot mic uh, issue and you go okay well maybe Mark Fields is not going to make the team and we haven't seen Herb Miller outside of just special teams and Demontre Wade hasn't played and then in the fourth quarter those guys are out there as the cornerbacks Miller and Wade so what does that mean if those guys are in the fourth preseason game in the fourth quarter of the preseason game playing the cornerback is Herb Miller and Demontre Wade Fenton seems like you know he played most of the first half also a six-round draft pick, and we'll see if uh, what ends up with that. And then linebackers, 
Reggie Ragland played a lot, and and there's a part of me that wonders how much it was if it was just simply linebackers on the roster for the Chiefs. I mean, how many guys are are Ragland's size uh, except for Atachu, who was playing defensive end when Ragland was playing the strong side linebacker, and then Ragland leaves the game and Atachu takes over the spot that he had. Not many guys on the uh, on the Chiefs roster are going to be you know two forty two forty five to play the Sam, which is you know where. Ragland's been playing in the preseason. Started at that, um, you know, in all four games so far. So uh, maybe it's uh, to get a little bit more work on the outside. Maybe it's also, um, you know, getting other guys work at the will. But he's been at the Sam most of the time. And so when he exits the game, then Atachu takes over. And then on the defensive line, we wondered about uh, Hamilton and Xavier Williams. Xavier Williams didn't play. So he's got a spot on the roster. So Ivy, Hamilton, those guys trying to figure out maybe the last spot. Uh, Kalen Saunders, you would expect to be on the team, but I mean, I don't know how much he's going to play. He played deep in the fourth quarter, almost made a tackle, running back broke away. That's kind of been Kalen Saunders uh, preseason to this point. And one other one, and then we'll get to a phone call and some texts. Jody Fortson uh, had a, a really good game in uh, the last opportunity to do that. Maybe he earned a spot on a practice squad. Maybe he saw, somebody saw the size that he has and uh, maybe they want to put weight on him and make him a real tight end, or maybe they want to look at it and say we can develop him into being a wide receiver at that size. Uh, but he had a good game, also caused a fumble on special teams. So Jody Fortson looked pretty good uh, in the game tonight. All right, let's go to the phone lines, 913-3810-810, 913-3810-810. Ryan up on uh, Chiefs post game as the preseason is wrapped up. Ryan, go right ahead, sir. Thank God it's wrapped up. Uh, Jason, <laughs> are you going to be the one that's doing the uh, post game? Uh, haven't really decided yet on that. I'm not really do it, sure. Do it, do I appreciate it, do it, do it, and ask for a bonus. Okay? Uh, well, well, the, the second part is uh, is not a bad idea. Exactly. No, uh, Davis. Who's 89 Davis? I don't remember. Uh, Rashard Davis. Uh, he kind of stepped up tonight. Uh, uh, sure. Is it Sherman? Schumann? What, what, what is that guy's name? Nine? The quarterback? Oh, you're talking about uh, Chase Litton. Oh, Shermer, Kyle Shermer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, he's a skinny guy. I mean, I don't think he's gonna last forever. Uh, well, he's he's a guy they like. I mean, Pat Shermer's his dad. Andy Reid's close with him. He's not gonna play this year. If if it, if anything happens, uh, Shermer's not Shermer. Ain't gonna the then I would recommend to him. But anyway, uh, <laughs> what I was gonna say is, no, I didn't. That was a joke. I'm sorry. I know. Um, I know. But anyway, um, no, I, I I saw what I wanted to see tonight. Um, you're going to see these games in the fourth preseason game. I have a lot of respect for this game tonight because it is – we're in the Super Bowl window now. So we need to see what these backup guys are going to do. I actually watched the whole game until the power went out in St. Joe, and I'm sitting in the dark right now. I'm hoping you're going to have a good show and have a lot of callers. Gary, don't say anything negative. I'm going to guarantee you that. Um, well, he will. But I, I, the defense, we're going to learn a new system. Let's keep going at it. I think we have a D-line that's going to end up being good. The linebackers, I like David Lee. I, I really do. Uh, Dorian uh, O'Daniel, I have hopes for him. Marcus Kent goes down, right? So at least we have somebody that can go in there and at least play some special teams. I think he can do a lot of the same things. He is a fast guy. Uh, maybe not the same type, but other than that, Bucker, uh <laughs> We're ready to go. I'm ready for next week, and I cannot wait 
to see what we can do this year. And I'm telling you what, everybody always doubts us because we're in the Midwest flyover state. They're doubting what we can do. And I think Mahomes, 14-2 this year, can get us to 14-2. I do believe that. Now, maybe not 50 touchdowns, but it wouldn't surprise me if he did it. And I can tell you what, we got speed. And speed, you cannot teach. And uh, like Travis Kelsey said, we're going to pass when you don't think we're going to pass. We're going to pass when you think we're going to pass. I don't care. Go get it. Play defense. Let's go get it, all right? And, Jason, thank God you're back. You're a good guy, man. <laughs> right. I've always and uh, excited. Hey, I'm not going to give you too much. I, I, don't get a big head. No, hey, man, I appreciate it, man. Well, welcome, you, buddy. Uh, All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you for the kind words as well. Uh, getting things started here on the uh, Chiefs post game. Thank you, Ryan. A number of things that he brought up there. Uh, defensive line. Uh, look, I'm I'm fine with the D line as well. Uh, we'll see what happens against the Jaguars. I think they've got some talent there. I like Okafor uh, when he actually gets out there and will play a little bit more. You get some extended action. They'll play the whole game against the Jags. And Naughty, you know, stepped up and showed what he could do a year ago. Chris Jones to me is. Uh, the most important player on the Chiefs' defense. And I know that people will look at Frank Clark and they'll look at Teron Matthew. Uh, I got with Chris Jones just simply because if we're talking about putting opposing defenses into having to pass situations, obvious pass situations, or you know, uh, you know, trying to make the comeback when you know the Chiefs' offense is going to score, you want to make them one-dimensional as much as you can. And Chris Jones is so good on the inside of stuffing the entire—I mean, we saw it last week. Uh, the first drive, he you know pushes the the uh, whatever offensive lineman was on him, drives him back a couple of yards, and then tosses him, and then goes and makes the tackle. The very next play, he bats down the ball at the line of scrimmage, and the Chiefs get off the field. Back-to-back plays made by Chris Jones uh, on that particular drive. That's what he does. We've seen him do it all the time. Look, Frank Clark, he might be the emotional leader. He might be the heart and soul. Teron Matthew might be the biggest sort of playmaker uh, that can uh, that can uh, change uh, momentum and things like that. Uh, and also versatility that we'll see Teron Matthew be playing, uh, be in a, a spot to be uh, playing some cornerback uh, uh, this year as well. Whether it's uh, down in the slot or on the outside, I think Matthew's going to be doing that as well. But Chris Jones, to me, is the uh, the most important player on the defense uh, and so that defensive line is a strength for the uh, Chiefs this year. The question's going to be the guys behind them in the linebacker position. Uh, the reason I'm surprised by Ragland playing as much as he did tonight is most of the time in the fourth quarter, aren't we just one or in the fourth preseason game, we're trying to avoid injury. That's why a lot of the guys don't play that are going to be big factors in the season. I would guess that Reggie Ragland's going to be a big factor in the season. But I look at it and I say, well, he played almost the entire first half. And I bring it up that... He played the entire first half. He played the the Sam position, and that's where he's played most of the preseason as well. But I mean, if if he's that important, that that's he's been the main guy playing that position. Can you find somebody else to play that spot just for one game in the fourth preseason game? Because if he's the one getting most of the primary reps at the one, uh, then you know you're gonna have to find somebody to fill in if he were to go down. Uh, so that was that was of interest. So. I mean, look, we look at the the linebacking core. Hitchens, Raglan, Wilson, they're going to be on the squad. Darren Lee's going to be on the squad. Uh, Neiman's going to be on the squad. And then it's a matter of who do you like more. Uh, Dorian O'Daniel, special teams, as Ryan brought up. Certainly that's an impact there. Uh, Atachua made an impact tonight, I thought, and was probably making it a little more difficult on uh, some of the Chiefs' decision makers as to whether or not they keep him 
over uh, Dorian O'Daniel. It would give them somebody to back up Reggie Ragland a little bit more. Uh, so, I mean, you'd have that. You'd have Damian Wilson, I guess, could do that as well if you can have guys be more versatile with the inside and the outside in a base package. But in those subsets, I mean, uh, Atachu, I thought, at least gave himself a chance or at least gave himself a fighting chance of, hey, here's what I could do. Here's what I did in that game. And if they keep Dorian O'Daniel and they only keep six guys and the three that are starting and then what would be Lee and Neiman and O'Daniel, then at least Atachu can maybe have that film out somewhere else and end up on somebody else's squad and be able to make a career out of it. But I, I thought he uh, showed himself pretty well uh, tonight. So defensively, like those are the questions at the linebacker spot, you know, moving forward when it gets into the regular season. There will be players this year that, you know, maybe we already know who they are. Maybe we can already guess and already be able to um, uh, pick out right now who the players are this year they're going to be most frustrated with as we watch the season. I don't want to be from a negative standpoint, but when we're talking about Super Bowls, a Super Bowl window, as Ryan talked about, like there are going to be plays in the game that it's third down, you want to get off the field, and you just simply can't. We saw that way too often last year. They went out, they got Orlando Skandrick, and as it turns out, he was the guy we all were annoyed by. He was the guy that we were all like, again, get off the field. Oh, wait, Skandrick. Oh, wait, it was a, a Skandrick guy. First down. Oh, wait, it's a penalty. Constantly. So he was the guy that over and over uh, it got to be you know redundant and got to be annoying. And this year, I hope that's not Traverius Ward. I hope it's not anybody on the defense. But that's my concern is, is it's, it's him. And then who? And then who's behind Ward? Fields, it, uh, it sucks the Fields had the night that he did because there were some people that were feeling pretty good about him being on the squad and what he can do and what he showed in preseason, in the practices, in the first three games. And he goes out there and just has an absolute disaster of a night. And now you wonder, okay, well, if Herb Miller and Demontre Wade played the fourth quarter, then were they looking at Fields as the guy that was higher on the depth chart than those guys? Was he a guy that was better, more valuable than those guys that played the fourth quarter, the fourth preseason game? And that's what you get against the backups for the Packers? Devontae Adams wasn't out there. You know, you didn't, you didn't have stud receivers that he had to go up against. Like, these were the backups for the Packers that he was in against. So who's the first guy? You know, Mo Claiborne isn't there. So who's the first guy that's going to be able to play? That You got Breland, you got Shavarius Ward, you got Kendall Fuller, and then who? You know, some would have said Fields. Or you'd have said Herb Miller. Or you'd have said Demontre Wade. And maybe them playing uh, in, in the fourth quarter... You know, maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe ultimately, you know, that was just those guys getting out there and getting some reps before the uh, before the season starts. Maybe that's what the Chiefs wanted to do. Maybe that was the the thought process from Spags. And we'll hear, you know, Andy Reid and some of the coaches and players talk, and maybe we get a better idea. Uh, and obviously, there'll be a lot more clarity in a couple of days as to what that means. But it was disappointing, man, to see Fields play like that because you're hoping somebody would step up and take that spot. It is so wide open. And maybe Rashad Fenton, maybe it's him. Maybe he's the one that gets that spot. But it's so wide open right now for name anybody for the first four weeks of the season to come in and play behind Fuller, Breland, Ward, maybe Fenton. And that's why you're going to see Teron Matthew play cornerback, quite frankly. 
is because then, if you have to, you can put Fuller on the outside, you can put Matthew on the inside, and you can bring Sorensen and Juan Thornhill in the game to play the safety spot. Like, you've got way more flexibility at that spot than you do at cornerback. Your cornerbacks are so bad, you're taking a safety and turning him into a corner just to simply get by, although he's versatile enough to do that. He's clearly good enough to do that, but that's what you're dealing with right now is trying to bring him down there, and then ultimately you're exchanging a cornerback for Daniel Sorensen or a still green one Thornhill. There's your debate. There's your spags trying to figure this out uh, and get through it. And I ain't saying that Mo Claiborne is going to be some, you know, uh, savior that he's going to fly in with a cape and ready to go. And uh, week five, uh, you know, game number five on forward, uh, Chiefs are going to be great at the cornerback spot because Mo Claiborne came out of nowhere. Uh, I'm not counting on that at all. Like there are some real questions and some issues. Maybe some of that will be solved and figured out over the next couple of days. I talked about in the pregame that, you know, like I, don't, I don't even know if he's any good, to be quite frank with you. I have no idea if Duke Dawson is any good at all. But, hey, they mentioned he might be cut by the Patriots. Second-round pick last year. Cornerback out of, what, uh, Florida, I think, uh, for uh, uh, for the New England Patriots. Didn't play last year, was injured, hadn't really played a whole lot this preseason, doesn't seem to be one of uh, Bill Belichick's favorites, and now – uh, he may be cut. We'll see. If he's out there, certainly that's a guy you would uh, kick the tires. You'd throw a dart. You'd take a flyer on uh, just to see if uh, maybe a, a different spot. I mean, clearly there was a lot of hope for him when he came out of college. There's a reason why he was you know, a mid-second-round pick. So there will be guys like that. The question is going to be, do the Chiefs coaches and Brett Veach and the uh, player personnel guys, do they feel those guys that are available are better than what they have and the guys they've seen in practice. Maybe it's the devil you know more than, hey, let's take a chance on this guy. You bring him in, it's like, well, that guy's worse than who we got. Now we're stuck. So that's the scouting. That's you know watching the, the game tape and trusting the people you put in charge to build the roster, trusting the people you put in charge to see um, and, uh, and judge how good some of these uh, different players are. So Nine one three three eight ten eight ten is the uh, phone number. Text line nine one three nine one two four eight ten says, uh, <laughs> "Wow, you're actually going to take phone calls? You sure about that, Jason?" Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will tonight. It's a very rare opportunity. If you want to call in and yell at me r- right on the phone instead of just texting it in and seeing if I'll read some of the things that you text in, you can actually call in and say them to me. Although it's ten thirty. And it's preseason game number four. And last quarter and a half wasn't exactly entertaining. Or or you can fake yell it at your face and watch the show on Facebook. Are we on Facebook right now? Yeah, we are. Oh, well, there you go. How about that? Hey, you can get on Facebook and then uh, and, and fake yell at my face. <laughs> I don't know why you would do that. But you know what? Figure something out. Look, if you've got a four-day weekend, Jed is off tomorrow. He's probably up doing something. I'm not sure. Um, I can take a guess. I don't know. Uh, but he's off tomorrow. Maybe there's a lot of people taking a Friday off for uh, you know Labor Day weekend. That's the thing to do, right? You take the Friday off, you get a four-day weekend. Or you take the Tuesday off, you get a four-day weekend. Either way, maybe you got tomorrow off. Maybe you're hanging out watching Facebook as well. Yeah, do that. Uh, and um, and uh, Are there Facebook comments there as well? Are, are, will, will, will you see the, any of the Facebook comments? I don't have it up in front of me right now. I've got the text line and the uh, Char- phone lines. Let's see. Charlie says our secondary is what scares me. Agreed, Charlie. Uh, and Jake says he want, wants your shirt. Oh, nice. Well, I mean, I think we have some of these. 
back there, right? Somewhere. I mean, I don't, I don't know There's that somewhere. I I don't know that I could I, back there as if anybody on Facebook knows where there is. I'm pointing over there, everybody that's listening or on Facebook. You know, right over there, there's some shirts. Um, I don't know that I would really be the one to be able to uh, give those away. But, uh, but yeah, I need to remember what shirt I was uh, wearing. Do they want your shirt, Beards? Maybe the shirt. Maybe they're talking about your shirt. I think they want your shirt. Well, I mean, I haven't been mine. on Facebook yet, so they've only seen yours. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I didn't know. Well, I know that there's a camera in there, right? So I didn't know. if maybe, Are you going to put it on you now? Yeah. See, now, hey. My great Andy Reid shirt. Maybe people want the Andy Reid shirt. It's See? very good. I'll take your shirt over the shirt I have. I bought it online. Yes, I'm not saying we exchange it tonight. I'm just saying I, if I had to choose between the two shirts sitting there laying both clean, uh, I would choose the one that you are wearing. Not it's right now. because I mean, also I can get one of those 810 shirts, like, anytime. That's right. Yeah. They're, they're right over there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You can have one. Um, what was his name? Jake? Jack? Ryan? Uh, Jake. Jake? Yeah. Maybe uh, Maybe Jake can have one as well. Uh, 913-3810-810 is the, uh, is the phone number. 913-912-4810. If you want to text in, you could certainly do that as well. Any other observations or anything like that out there, uh, we can take your thoughts on that. I don't know that they keep seven wide receivers. I like Byron Pringle. Look, I like Cody Thompson as well, but I've, I've felt the last couple of weeks that if there was only one that they were going to keep, I was guessing that they would keep Byron Pringle for the things that he can do um, on the uh, special teams and his ability to return as well. Like to me, Byron Pringle gives you almost the option of not having to keep Tremont Smith. And I know that Dave Tobe loves Smith and he's got speed to burn. And, you know, it's just it, right in line with the other guys that the Chiefs have on the team that have, uh, you know, as much speed as anybody in the league. The issue you run into, though, is this ain't four years ago, Andy Reid. Like four years ago, Andy Reid, I think you would say, look, any speed whatsoever you're going to need to find. You know, it's that that's not the case. Like they've got players, they've got a lot of speed on the team, and they've got uh, skill position players and playmakers. And so, uh, look, I know Tobe likes Tremont Smith, but does Byron Pringle being a better wide receiver, someone that can make the team at wide receiver and be a return man, along with McColl Hardman being on the team, does it then make Tremont Smith expendable and if Tremont Smith is going to be on the team then what's he going to make the team as does he make the team as a wide receiver well then you're keeping seven uh then okay so if you're if you're going to keep seven wide receivers and Tremont Smith is one of them well then it still comes down to Pringle or uh or or Cody Thompson at that point uh, as well like so I mean, but is he going to make the team as a running back? If so, well, then, yeah, Carlos Hyde has no shot at making the team because we know the three running backs right now, three of the four. Maybe that's the plan all along. Maybe the plan is that they keep the three running backs that did not play tonight. Maybe Tremont Smith plays uh, that spot as well in an emergency if need be, but he's technically on the team to be a return man and a special teams guy. And Carlos Hyde, you put him out there, you showcase him as much as you can, and you'll see if you can trade them. I don't think you will, because most teams would know that you're probably going to cut him. So why would we give anything up for Carlos Hyde and take on the contract that you're paying him? Instead, we could wait for you to waive him to cut him, and then we can sign him to something at much less to where our salary cap doesn't take um, you know a, a hit to the degree that it might. And you're not, and you're also just but for the the most simplistic thing, you're not giving up anything in return unless of course you're sitting there and saying we got to have a, a someone to carry the ball 
we need somebody that's done it before because we don't really have that. Maybe we go get Carlos Hyde. Is that the Houston Texans? I don't know. Are the Houston Texans going to trade for Carlos Hyde? Uh, you, you let Mario Crockett run the ball. I don't think Duke Je- – like I, I feel like Houston's looking at this season kind of like the Chiefs with Damian Williams. It's like, well, you got Duke Johnson, and then? Okay, you got Damian Williams, and then? Well, you like Darwin Thompson. You like, you know, uh, you know I think uh, Darrell Williams. They had Lamar Miller, and then Duke Johnson. Well, now everybody slides up a spot. Maybe Carlos Hyde is something the Texans look at and say, we want that guy, and we don't want to have to hope or wait and see that, you know, maybe – Maybe we'll get him in the waiver wire. Now we'll trade him. Give you a seventh rounder. Give you a sixth. No, it won't be a sixth rounder. <laughs> or, you know what? It not, isn't even that. It's, hey, you know what? Do you have a cornerback? Any cornerback. Is there anybody in your roster that can play corner? Anybody. We'll take him for Carlos Hyde. Would you like Mark Fields? Here are the first three preseason games. Here's his tape. <laughs> Would you like him? Man, it's disappointing because I really liked Mark, I just hope it's just a bad game. Just a bad game, and that's all. Because, by the way, DeMontre Wade didn't look better. All right? He looked totally lost on the pass interference call that he had. <sighs> Ryan next up on uh, Sports Radio 810 WHB. 913-3810-810 is the uh, phone number. Take your phone calls with the Chiefs as they lose 27-20 to the Packers. Ryan, go right ahead, sir. Hey, how's it going? It is going fine, man. Hope you're doing well. Hey, man. So, I, I wanted to talk about kind of optimism for the Chiefs defense but before I get into all that I want to say man I got I got tickets to the Chiefs Mexico game and I got there's four of us from KC going and you know I booked these tickets last year and I had to get a full refund and all that and it was kind of a pain in the neck but in that process I became a master on uh, booking tickets in Mexico City you know as far as it goes now there's one hotel connected to Estudio Azteca it's called like you know Hotel Azteca it's literally connected to the stadium i mean that's where we're going to be and it i had to get those tickets i had to get that in june but there's going to be no chargers fans i mean you, you've seen those we, we got to get like chiefs nation to mexico city it's not that hard got to get them out there tickets are 50 dollars a piece 60 dollars for really nice hotels you can see the marriott or the w for under 100 dollars. can be there it's safe it's great we got to come out in force uh that, that's really huge to me. The other part I wanted to say really quick is, is listen, we had D4 last year. We had, you know, pass, we had pass rushers on the edge last year. They're not going to be able to pass on our secondary. Secondary might be questionable. We've got Frank Clark and Chris Jones coming up the center. It's going to be so nasty on these little young little, little babies with baby hands, you know, coming, you know with, us, with, our, with our raw dog guys coming up the middle. They're not going to be able to pass on us. We're going to be nasty this year. Everybody's got to get to Mexico City. Get to Mexico City, Kansas City. Let's show them what we're about. Everybody thinks we're like not a real city. Let, let's let's show up and form. I love you guys. Your show's great. Uh, I love it. I got to go. Right. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I like the fact that uh, look, if if the Chiefs are going up against offensive linemen with baby hands, I do like their chances to be able to uh, to get pressure on the quarterback. If the offensive linemen for the opposing teams are equipped with 10 hands that should be the hands that are on babies, then the secondary shouldn't be an issue, right? I mean, I just don't see somebody with baby hands. Just imagine a, a, a T-Rex out there just getting ready to try to block Frank Clark. I feel like Clark, if he has the reach or not on a typical offensive lineman, would be able to extend his arms and and move that 
offensive lineman in one way or another. And yes, we're breaking down the techniques and the fundamentals of going up against an offensive lineman with baby hands. What else would we do in the fourth preseason game, right? I actually wrote that down. Beards and I were talking. Get into offensive lineman with baby hands before the first break. And we did. Like, what are the odds? You, you bet me that we wouldn't do it. You owe me $100. Appreciate that. Thank you, sir. And thank you, Ryan, as well. Ryan also getting paid by the Chiefs for uh, – uh, and also getting paid by, uh, by uh, the entire country of Mexico for tourism. Mexico tourism, Ryan's uh, second job. Uh, no, I mean, look, I'd love to go to the game. That would be great. It'd be an experience. It'd be a lot of fun. Uh, and, uh, yeah, maybe hopefully there aren't any Chargers fans there. And hopefully there are a ton of Chiefs fans there. I remember last year there were a bunch that went down and just and, uh, right. ended up staying and watching the game at a bar or whatever. Right, yeah. That's the thing is, like, you want to plan it and you want to go there, but then it's kind of like once bitten, twice shy. I mean, Ryan's like, yeah, we got the refund from a year ago. We're going to do it again because second time's the charm. And good on you, man. stick to I appreciate that. Um, and hopefully hopefully it's sold out with uh, nothing but uh, but Chiefs fans. That'd be great, but I, I won't be one of them. I hope other people go. Uh, I won't uh, be making that particular trip. Got other things to do. Trying to sell a house and buy a house at the same time. All right, we'll take a timeout. 913-3810-810 if you want to weigh in. We'll take phone calls from people not named Ryan as well. So I didn't know if people thought maybe you had to be named Ryan to call in. Uh, so uh, 913-3810-810 is the phone number. If you want to text in, 913-912-4810. 913-912-4810. More Chiefs postgame, 27-20. The Packers get the win. Doesn't matter. Preseason's over. There's just uh, no overtime. That was what was mattering the most tonight to get done with this game. More postgame next. It's right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. The Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. Shermer hands out. Wants a left side throw. Fortson and a back shoulder throw. Touchdown, Kansas City. No Fortson penalty this time. And Jody Fortson, the pride of Aldosta State, tastes the sweet nectar of the end zone. And a strike thrown by Kyle Shermer. Look, th- this will be one of the few times I allow love to a Valdosta State player while I'm on the air. All right? Okay, you can throw some love to Jody Fortson tonight uh, being from uh, from Valdosta State. That's fine, but no other time. There's a one reprieve tonight. That's all. Other than that, not happening. It's coming right from a Northwest Missouri State Bearcat. But good on you, Jody. Good on you. 913-3810-810 is the phone number if you want to be a part of the show. 913-3810-810. You can text in 913-912-4810. Like Jarrett Sutton did to uh, say a nice uh, shirt game. Thank you, Jarrett. I appreciate it. This shirt game is strong. I you think can also talking... see that shirt on Sports Radio 810's Facebook page. That's exactly right. Thank you. He was, I think he was talking to you. Either way. And you said uh, he texted in and said shirt game is strong. I, I'm just going to add in that he meant tell beards. Shirt game is strong. Shirt game is strong, man. Jarrett Sutton said. Thank you. Uh, let's hear from Andy Reid. His coach game is strong. Uh, here he is after the fourth preseason. It's over, uh, but here's Andy Reid uh, talking about what he saw and maybe even uh, a little bit of a look forward over the next couple of days. All right, uh, really. Um, so there, there's one one injury. 
Felton Davis hurt his shoulder. So other than that, uh, we came out came out healthy. It was good to get the young guys so much playing time. Um, I was proud of the effort. Just too many penalties and uh, and turnovers and. You're not going to win football games by doing that in the National Football League. So we've got to clean that up and um, and get ready, you know, for Jacksonville as we as we roll here. Anyways, with that, time's yours. Andy Schumer threw a pick, got sacked a couple times, then Chase Litton played in the second half. How do you evaluate the play of those two young quarterbacks? Yeah, well, you go back and you look at the the sacks. I mean, the turnovers and where they pressure, where they get hit, you know, those type of things. So sometimes those can be uh, spread. You can spread those around responsibility. But I thought both of them had a nice opportunity tonight and a chance to uh, play good, solid downs. And um, I thought both of them did some good things, and then I think they did some things they probably liked that back. But um, all in all, great experience for them. Yeah. Coach, Carlos Hyde didn't play much last week, but played a lot today. Talk yeah, about you know, and that's the way it worked out. We were trying to balance out the guys' reps, and, um, and so he was short, and so I, I asked him to play. Uh, the, the beginning part of this, and then you saw I ran it to call a lot of runs to him and, uh, initially, but I wanted to get his carries up, so uh, we had enough to evaluate as we went through, but he did a nice job yeah, tonight, obviously. Coach, as the team prepares for the regular season opener next week, how would you grade the team's overall uh, preseason performance? Yeah, so I've, I've mentioned this before, but I thought the ones did some nice things when they had opportunities to play, and, um, you know, you, we're going to have to play well. Uh, against Jacksonville. I mean, they're, they're a good football team. So, um, and, and we understand that. We'll get ourselves ready. We got, we have some time here to kind of regather. There's a lot of stuff going on the next couple of days with, with cuts and, and uh, that. So uh, we've got to get through all that and then get ready for Jacksonville. But, um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be okay there. Andy, when you look at the way that the playing time was dispersed for the cornerbacks, you know, start Mo Claiborne and then Herb Miller and, and uh, DeMontre Way came in the fourth quarter. How did you kind of determine who would play when for that group? Yeah, well, we wanted to get Mo some snaps. Um, so he, he got in there, and I thought he did a nice job. He had the nice breakup down, um, you know, down in the end zone. And, um, and, and then in the young guys, we wanted to get in also and get them snaps for evaluation there. So I think we got all that accomplished. And uh, now we just have to go back and look at it and, and evaluate it. And Brett will uh, he'll make sure he does all that along with the coaches and and uh, come up with what will end up being your, your final roster. So, What are some of the good things that you saw from your quarterbacks? I know you wanted to play both of them a half. What were some things that you took away from their Yeah, well, they moved well, move the ball. With the exception of the penalties and, and a couple of the turnovers there, they, they moved the ball successfully. They, they managed the game uh, well for the majority of the time. Um, uh, made made a couple of nice throws in there uh, when given the opportunity. Thought they did a nice job of the RPO game. When to pull it, when to when to throw it. So um, there there were some positives there. And again, these are young guys. Well, I'll tell you, they're they're young young. So it's a uh, it's neat to just get them in and give them a give them an opportunity. Look, looked like you had Reggie Raglan starting tonight. Didn't expect to see any starters. Why start him and, and start him on the yeah, outside? There? Yeah, Reggie's in one of those tweener positions. So you know he's not always in on on certain downs or distances so and we had moved his position and get, so we just gave him an opportunity to get a couple more snaps in there and that was a, that was experience is what it was so um just make sure he's comfortable with that position and and goes i thought he did you know he did okay there and then it looked like jeremiah Adish was playing some defensive end how do you evaluate how he did tonight yeah we kind of moved him around a little bit well, i love the kid he goes 100 miles an hour man he, he's a 
He's a tough one, man. Tough kid. And uh, plays very, very hard. So, yeah, yeah, no, I know. He uh, quite an experience for him. So um, I, I thought he did okay. You know, I, I, I need to look at the tape. I mean, sometimes I don't get a great look at those interior guys, but it seemed like he did a pretty good job. Yeah. Last Coach, your last two. Go ahead, Coach. Your message to the young guys after the game tonight, as you had some decisions to make. Yeah. Well, you played hard, and. The, the toughest part about this job is the, the, you got to cut some of these guys. They're not all going to make the team. So, uh, but they, they gave great effort, and um, they've done that the whole camp. So I mentioned that to them, and then uh, whatever happens, happens. Uh, we'll always stand by them, and if they need recommendations other places, we're always there. So they, they understand that, and um, you know they've, they've busted their tail for us. So. How long is this weekend for you and for Brett Beach? A lot of sleepless nights. How tough is it? Yeah, well, it is. It's. Uh, I mean, it's tough. This is the toughest part of the job. So, uh, just having a. Like I said, these kids. They, this is their livelihood. I mean, they're. This is what they want to do. They've made a decision that they want to play football, and then when you when you tell them they they don't make the team, you know, you just hope they get picked up somewhere else. All right, there's Andy Reid. Chiefs lose 27-20 to to the uh, Green Bay Packers tonight. A number of things that uh, came out of that, at least from uh, some of the questions there. One of them uh, at the beginning was about Carlos Hyde uh, and uh, Carlos Hyde playing a lot in the uh, first half and uh, getting the start, getting the carries, while Damian, Darwin, Durrell did not play. And you look at the depth chart, it was, seemed kind of obvious going into this game that those three guys had moved ahead of Carlos Hyde in the pecking order. Uh, and uh, Andy Reid said, uh, I asked him to play. I wanted to, uh, to get his carries up. I wanted everybody to get the same amount of carries, uh, enough to evaluate him. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Like, yeah, but maybe. Maybe you just wanted to get the even amount of carries. So you were saying that so uh, Duro Williams and Darwin Thompson and Damian, like they already have enough carries for you to evaluate. I think Damian and Darwin, yeah, but. I don't know. Do we do we know the number of carries so far in the preseason? I'd like to see the breakdown. I didn't think about looking at the breakdown of the number of carries for uh, Williams versus the number of carries for Carlos Hyde going into this game, and not Damian, but uh, uh, Daryl Williams. So um, again, I don't really buy the that it's just well, we just wanted to get him out there, get his carries up, uh, get more of an evaluation. Uh, no, you, you played him in the fourth preseason game because he's the last guy on the roster. Um, the other three guys are ahead of him. If it was really you just wanted the full uh, how to evaluate him, well, you know, maybe uh, Daryl Williams would be out there as well. So uh, that's the one uh, 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 conversation or at least answer to one of the uh, topics there. The cornerback spot, I mean, there wasn't a lot of clarity from Andy Reid. Said that wanted to get him snaps for evaluation. Right? Yeah, agreed. True. Uh, that's why Herb Miller and Demontre Wade came in the game late in the fourth quarter. Just wanted to get him more snaps for evaluation. Again, I talked about that at the beginning of the show. That uh, I thought when Mark Fields started the game opposite of Mo Claiborne, I thought they're your cornerbacks that they're going to look at. Fields is eligible to play next Sunday. Mark uh, uh, Mo Claiborne is not. So as of what Sunday, Mo Claiborne's got to be away from the uh, team and the facilities for the next four weeks. But somebody's got to come in the game after Breland after. Kendall Fuller, and after Charvarius Ward, is that Fields? Is it Herb Miller? Is it Demontre Wade? When Fields started, I thought it's Fields. 
then he didn't have a good game at all, and some would say, in fact, it was quite bad. And then at halftime, you hear Todd McShay accidentally with his mic left on, not his fault, that um, you know Andy Reid essentially was like, yeah, there's no spot on the roster for number 26. But then you see Herb Miller and Demontre Wade play in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, here's a theory, I'll throw it out there. They liked Mark Fields. They thought Mark Fields maybe was ahead of those guys. He struggled so much that they said, okay, well, let's see about uh, Wade and uh, Miller. Let's put those guys out there to see um, where they're going to stand as it relates to Mark Fields. I don't know. We'll find out in a couple days. But it was not the day that uh, Mark Fields was probably envisioning for the last opportunity to shine to make the team. And then the Ragland uh, thing that he brought up, not necessarily surprising to me, um, uh, again, they don't have – I think they only had two linebackers that were active that were that weighed more than 240. Raglan was one of them. Adachu was another one. So Raglan is now playing the uh, the 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 Sam. And so what Andy Reid said there is move positions. It's a new position for him. More reps, get him more comfortable, ready to go. I don't disagree with that at all. Um but you could make that case for really anybody. It's a new position for Tano Passigno. It's a new position for a number of guys. It's just that Raglan playing that spot, like so far we've seen, uh, what, Hitchens at the uh, the middle, and then you got Damian Wilson at the weak, and uh, Raglan has been at the strong side. Like He's been the main guy that's played that. So if he's the main guy playing that, I don't want to see him get injured in the last preseason game before you go into the season if he's going to be as big a part as the linebacking core as he's expected to be. Um, and even in that, well, we saw him a number of times where it was it was uh, Ragland and Damian Wilson on the field in sub-packages. That They were the two linebackers out there. When you bring in an extra safety or brought in an extra corner on the field uh, and took a linebacker off, it was Ragland and Wilson. Um, maybe sometimes that'll be Hitchens and, and Lee. And sometimes it was Ragland and Lee. But you know, he's played a lot in this preseason, and he played a whole lot tonight. That was a real. That, I, I would say a lot of the reaction on Twitter, things like that, early in the game was, "Yeah, Reggie Ragland's a huh." Second quarter, well, Ragland's still in the what? Still in the game. Interesting. So, Andy Reid saying that I uh, just wanted to get him more reps, and then about Atashu, I loved the Andy Reid's answer when <laughs> the question was from Brooke about, well, you know, you had you had him at defensive end. And then uh, he moved back to linebacker when Ragland left the game, and Andy was like, yeah, we moved him around. True. That is a true statement by you, Andy. That is exactly right. Thank you for concurring with what I just said. I appreciate that. I was, I was wondering if I was wrong. I, that, I had, I, that's what I had watched. It's what I had, uh, had witnessed. And you back that up. I appreciate it. Thank you, Andy. That is validation for me. We will take a, a break. Come back. More of the post game. 913-3810-810 is the phone number. 913-912-4810. The text line. You can tweet as well at J810Anderson or Facebook. Uh, Facebook Live as well going on right now. All the different ways to get in contact with the show. We'll take a timeout. Continue with more right after this on Sports Radio 810 WHB. The Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. 
Litton standing in the pocket, fires back in the end zone, caught, Nick Kaiser, touchdown, Kansas City. Litton stands tall in the pocket, and Kaiser gets free, shaking free from the coverage man, Jackson Porter, just signed this week by the Packers. I will say out of all the plays this preseason that took place, that was one of them. Chiefs end up losing tonight 27-20 to the Green Bay Packers, uh, wrapping up the preseason, and they will get set for the Jags a week from Sunday, cut-down day on Saturday, 3 o'clock. At 3.01, we will know what the uh, 53-man roster looks like. We'll have the answers to uh, Byron Pringle or Cody Thompson, or is it Tremont Smith? What's Carlos Hyde going to do? I don't know. Is Marcus Marshall going to make the team? I doubt it. We'll see. What about uh, cornerback spot? Marcus Fields? Didn't really look like he belonged tonight. Uh, Demontre Wade, Herb Miller, I didn't know that they belonged in the fourth quarter of the fourth preseason game, but that's where they were. Xavier Williams didn't play tonight. Looks like he made the team, but did, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, Justin Hamilton did enough to, or Joey Ivey, who ended up getting what should have been a sack on the first drive that resulted in the holding penalty that was then declined because uh, they didn't pick up a first down, but that should have been a sack for either Ivey or Hamilton. Uh, So uh, what happens with those guys? Atachu, is he on the team? Uh, is uh, Dorian O'Daniel, did he make the squad? Like, There's a lot of question marks, and certainly offensive line uh, is one of those as well uh, as uh, some of the question marks uh, too. Like, I think Jeff Allen, what, started the game, played a series, maybe a series and a half, and then and then came out of the game probably, I would assume, to get him reps, um, you know, just to get him ready for the season. But Cam Irving didn't play. The starters, uh, uh, five starters and Cam Irving didn't play, and then Jeff Allen played just a little bit. Um, Allegretti played center for, what, the first, quarter and a half, first two quarters, maybe the entire first half. Uh, but I think those are guys that are on the team. So you're looking at the five starters, Cam Irving, Jeff Allen, I think Allegretti's there as well. So what, you're looking for two other guys out of the rest of them there that are decisions? I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a tough position to be in if you're some of the other offensive linemen there trying to make the squad uh, when you're looking at how the numbers sort of uh, shake out there. So uh, those are the questions. Those are the things we'll see. Those are the things we'll be uh, watching as well. Andy Reid, like – I don't think he meant it to sound or come off this way at the beginning of his press conference, but he was like, oh, only one injury, Felton Davis hurt his shoulder. So anyway, we got uh, we had this uh, this game tonight, right? <laughs> what about injuries? I don't know, that guy hurt his shoulder, but who cares? It was, uh, yeah, Felton Davis hurt his shoulder. Let's get into stuff we care about now. All right, let's talk about this game. It's over. Uh, 913-3810-810 if you want to call in and weigh in on the game tonight, you can do that. Or, I don't know, your concern, your optimism, what you had for dinner tonight, if you enjoyed the game, did your wife let you watch the game? Was this a barter? You didn't watch the game so that uh, maybe you get a little more free time on Sundays. I don't know how it works in your family. You know, maybe you wear the pants, maybe you don't. It's not. I'm not here to judge, all right? That's your life, man. You live it. All right, live and let live is what I say. All right, I don't care what uh, what you got to do, you got to do. Um, I would just say, um, over the, f- the, the last four weeks, what's the memory you take away beards? Like, what do you, what do you remember from this preseason? I can't believe it's already over. It came and went so fast and there's a, there's a, meant st- so much, it's so many memories. I can't I know. think of a, the so, best one. So many, so many, like there's a small tear that, that, uh, rolls down my cheek, uh, as I think of, uh, just the, the four weeks of entertainment that we were so lucky enough to. Round stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Glued to my seat. Yeah, I would say a couple. The Damian Williams touchdown 
and the first throw to Travis Kelsey. There you go. There it is. Oh, the Teron Matthew, uh, what was a fumble in the first game, you know. Uh, Teron Matthew comes up with the fumble recovery. That was fun. I liked that one. Darwin Thompson, a few carries. Like the five times we saw Mahomes on the field. See? The entire thing. It's exactly right. Destroying everybody. Actually, you know what I loved? In the, my favorite memory of the preseason was seeing Mahomes on the sideline. Yeah. That was my favorite memory of the, the preseason. The entire Steelers game. <laughs> this entire game. You yeah. Know, just not playing at all. Uh, my my worst memory that I just want to forget was the head first slide. Don't ever do that again, man. Don't ever do that again. And I know people were I had, uh, during the show the zone ten to two right here on Sports Radio eight ten WHB. I had some people texting in saying that, that look, man, he's a competitor. He's not going to stop doing that. I'm like, yeah, he can be a competitor all he wants. Just uh, you know, don't do it in the preseason. Not head first. Yeah, I mean, he's a competitor when he slid at the goal line at the one. In the first game, so he was still he wasn't more of a competitor in the third game than he was in the first game. You know, he's still a competitor. It's just you can be smart. There's times to be a competitor. There's times to throw your body, you know, out there and put it all on the line. And there's times to be smart because you're worth more than that. Even in a regular season game, I would say don't dive head first for the first down. Even in a regular season game, depending on the situation, is it the fourth quarter? Do you have to have the first down? Uh, is it are you down? In, are you on your own side of the field or the other side? That's exactly right. Is it the first quarter? The answer is no. Are it's you a, up fifty? It's, it's the no. The answer is no. It's a flow chart. <laughs> Do you have to have this first down to win the game? No. Then don't slide at all. Yes. Then think about it. But it's not even a guarantee. Like or that's just like the, a Venn diagram. Let's <laughs> say right. The, the the middle is non-existent. Really, it's or it's just a big circle of no. That's, don't that's slide also head first. No. It's just a big circle of no. Don't slide head first. There's your Venn diagram. There is no situation in which I say you should. You know what? There's a small little thing that says Super Bowl. There it that's is. Fair. John that's El- fair. John Elway helicoptering uh, in the Super Bowl. You can do that. You know, good for you, Elway. Uh, but don't do that during the regular season. I I won't. Uh, I won't have any uh, problem forgetting, forgetting that. But uh, there were some uh, really cool moments, man. It's, and it's over. Now we look forward to the uh, regular season against the Jags. Was it Sean uh, or Shane? Shane. Shane, that's right. Shane Summers, producer of The Zone on Facebook as well, uh, asking, will the hurricane affect the Jaguars game next Sunday? It will not. The hurricane's going to hit this weekend. It's affecting some college football games. They already moved one. Boise State and Florida State was supposed to play in Jacksonville. They have moved that game to uh, Tallahassee now. So how about that, Boise State? <laughs> Boise State's like, that's not what we signed up for. <laughs> we signed up for a neutral site in Florida, Jacksonville. Now we got to go to Tallahassee and Florida State. I mean, it doesn't make the Seminoles any better in Willie Taggart's second year, but I'm just saying we signed up for a neutral site game. So it has had an impact on that, but I haven't seen any other college football games that it has uh, has affected, and it's not going to affect next weekend because it will be gone by then so there you go 913-3810-810-913-3810-810 text 912 or 913-9124-810 as well all right we'll see what ends up happening on saturday three o'clock is the cut down day for the kansas city chiefs and the 53-man roster uh, and so we'll see what ultimately uh, takes place with that hey jody fortson good night Good game, good night. As good as Jody Fortson's night was, that's how as bad Mark's Fields was. Right, Tim McCarver? That's what I say. Uh, all right, so uh, 3 o'clock on Saturday is when um, the cutdown day is for the Chiefs. And noon on Sunday. 
a week from Sunday. Game number one gets underway against the Jags. <sighs> Cannot wait. And you know what? We only, have, we only have four work days next week to talk about it. That's it. Like, it's only four. You're going to go to work, and you're going to get there, and you're like, oh, holy bleep, it's Tuesday already. Like, we're a day closer. We're only 48 hours away from real football. That being said, though, there will be stuff on Sports Radio 810 on Monday. That's exactly right. But I'm just saying, if you're if you have Monday off, and you go to work on Tuesday, you're like, it just I, gives you a day to listen to us and get all the pregame stuff in. That's exactly right. And yes. you don't have to work. You don't have to work. Yeah, hopefully not. You know, you show up on Tuesday. I then probably do. Like, <laughs> I found out I do not have to work, so not complaining. I'll be driving, but uh, I won't be working. I will not be on the air. I'll be driving about eight hours, but that's fine. You know, in time to see Notre Dame cover the 19. What's that game at now? Maybe 20, 21? It should be bet up that way. Probably 22 at this point. I'd probably take them up to 24. What about if it gets to 25? I'll still take Notre Dame at that point. I don't know. Maybe not play it after that. I'm not sure. They're playing a really bad football team on Monday night, so we'll find out. Uh, but, yeah, Labor Day weekend. Maybe you've got a four-day weekend coming your way. Maybe you got to work tomorrow. Hopefully it goes by fast. And the next week, hopefully that will go by fast as well. Uh, we will get out of here. Hope you enjoyed the preseason coverage right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. It's just going to get bigger and better as this Chiefs season will be bigger and better. And uh, hopefully it is the start of one of those memorable, memorable, amazing special years, just as 15 was with the Royals. Thank you to Nathan Wilhelm. We call him Beards. I appreciate that. Uh, my name is Jason Anderson. Catch me in the zone 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 810. Follow the Chiefs right here on your home for the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. Sports Radio 810 WHB.